0: Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjoe Gall.
1: Hello and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOtalknetwork.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter and look for this show as hashtag HR and hashtag transformation. Today's topic is enabling much needed HR transformation. And our guests for today's show are Amy Rislov, who is the Chief Human Resource Officer with Aurora Healthcare. Hi, Amy. How are you?
2: Great. Good morning.
1: Good morning to you, and we also have Jonathan Reckenthal, who's the CIO of Palo Alto City at California.
3: How are you, Jonathan? I'm good. It's uh, pretty early here, but it's great to be on the show again.
1: I hope you had your pot of coffee. Yep. All right, good. So the, the very reason we wanted to do this show is because among different things that we have covered in technology, people have always been the biggest challenge and also they could be the best assets an organization can have. And in order for us to have the people provide the most value or be the best they can be, HR plays a very crucial role. And it has been there, it has always been supporting, but the way it had been running in the past, the processes, the technology, the information they have available, would that serve equally well given the type of changes we are seeing in the, in the business, the way the business is being run, the change, the complexity, the scale? So that's what we would like to discuss today. So I'll start with you, Amy, just to set the stage. If you were to compare how HR was earlier and the way HR was perceived, the role of HR was perceived earlier, how has that expanded or transformed given the changes that you see today?
2: Great question. Uh, You know, I look at the past 10, 15 years and HR's role has become critically important to an organization's success. I don't think that was recognized in the past. You know, it, when you look at our workforce and how it's changing, becoming more mobile, millennials becoming a great part of our population of working-age people, really three-quarters by 2025, uh, white Americans becoming the majority within three decades, you know our workforce is changing significantly and organizations have to reassess their culture and really make important adjustments to assure that there are a more diverse workforce and inclusive work pra- practices are in place. Um, so for HR, that means lots of change. I specifically have experienced major change within our organization, really shifting from an HR team that are doers, trackers, you know, and some even call us the police in the past, um, or people that plan parties and events, to really looking at how do, we, how do we drive the business? How do we help the business get to where we need to go? And that's meant transforming ourselves to enable the organization. And some of the things that IT has been helpful with supporting us with is data and analytics, to be able to do that more effectively so we can forecast what trends are going to be where things are heading, both within our organization and outside. But really the bottom line for HR is that we need to be ahead of the business. We need to really understand the business, have the right analytics and tools, change processes in place that help enable the workforce that we need.
1: So, Jonathan, let me come back to you. When you look at HR, and I'm sure you must have worked and partnered with HR to get ahead with what you want to accomplish. Traditionally, HR was seen as people who were doing just benefits and payroll and very process centric and not really connected to to where the, the business wants to go. They are told what to do. Now, that has to change, of course, as we discussed now and as Amy mentioned, but that Perception still continues in many cases, and that's why many people don't go to HR. If you were to look at your department and what you want to accomplish, what is your approach to enabling HR or basically helping HR help you?
3: Yeah, I think you characterize it pretty, pretty good. Uh, there, there's been significant changes in you know, how we uh, identify talent Onboard talent, retain talent, and then keep talent engaged. I mean, it, it, it's, it, all, for all the reasons you know, Amy provided there around changing demographics, changing expectations, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a different environment we find ourselves today than when I started my career almost uh, 20, 25 years ago. Now, uh, the situation that I find myself in right now is sort of the extreme in that I, I, I'm hiring tech people in Silicon Valley. And not only that, I'm hiring tech people into government in Silicon Valley. So um, it, it's doubly difficult. Uh, we, we have to continue to make the case that public service is a great place to, to have your career. And public service is a really compelling place for a Silicon Valley individual to um, to, to, to bring technical skills to a, to a public service I- environment. Um, so it can't be any longer just uh, uh, the relationship between IT and HR can no longer just be one of, uh, you know, here's what we need, thanks very much, come back to us when you've identified the candidates. It really has to be, as Amy talked about, um, a very close uh, relationship, a partnership uh, between uh, our needs, the needs of the organization, and the ability for uh, the Human Resources Organization to be um, deeply embedded in 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 how we go about uh, acquiring talent in the marketplace, bringing those people on and and retaining them. so I, I would say what I'm saying and, and what um, is really useful um, in in my world is uh, is that deep, deep partnership, having uh, someone who is um, uh, uh, really getting to know our organization well. And by the way, uh, equally us as a IT organization, understanding how um, HR operates and how we can best serve them. Um, uh, so th- that's the kind of broad context. Now, I know that in the conversation today we'll get we'll get it into into more detail, um, uh, but th- we we have to recognize that there. It, 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 for me, and I think all you know, IT leaders, the environment in which we now operate is entirely different than the one we were faced with just five years ago, um, and, and we've, got to, uh, we've got to respond to that.
1: So, Amy, one fine morning, you get invited by the top leader and say, okay, we want you to align yourself to the business, and we want you to get the people ready so we can charge at 100 miles an hour. You're not expected or you cannot basically produce miracles. Still, you don't understand enough about each department, the psyche of the worker as it is changing, the kind of business initiatives that they have, which are understood at, at enough depth for you to be able to map it out to say what kind of skills, etc. you need. And secondly, even more important is the semantics. What an IT leader understands about their workforce, you may not suddenly get that light bulb lit up for you to know exactly what, you, what, what these guys need. What's your process, or what should be the process for HR to get up to speed before they can take ownership of this task? Because otherwise there would be a, a failure.
2: I think the first thing that an HR organization needs to think about in a situation like that is how they align with the business. So in our case, what we've done, and I think many organizations have, or are in the process of doing is really looking at how they align key HR leaders with key HR business, sorry, with key functions like IT, finance, um, any other part of the business, and assure that there's people embedded in those functions that truly live, eat, breathe, what those functions do each day, what they need to accomplish, and understand what the both business strategies are, but also what um, the potential challenges are that they're running into, which most often have to do with some sort of a workforce issue, uh, whether it's the right people, the right number of people, people develop to do what they need to do. Um, it, you know, it, the issues are varied. But if HR is doing it right, we are literally assigning business partners to that business To partner directly day to day with what's going on there.
1: Would you say some incubation is needed before you can talk alignment, where you at least get to understand business to the degree which you should have known, but earlier it was more of a peripheral role and now you're expected to embed yourself?
2: Yeah, it it does take some time. You know, in our case, um, we've been working on this transition or transformation for. Um, well over two years, and we've brought in new individuals to partner with the IT organization here at aurora healthcare and It does take some time to get up to speed even if you 're coming from within the organization and to truly understand what the challenges are, you need to understand the leaders you need to understand where their strengths and uh, growth opportunities might be and then you're you're really truly helping them you know leverage their strengths bring in the right talent to help work with where they might have opportunities for growth and somebody else can help them shore up in an area and to really think more strategically as the sort of the next phase after that understanding is established
1: so jonathan when you look at your you know the the way hr has come and and you've started working with them what do you think they could Improve upon, or or what they could be provided as as resources, or knowledge, or support, which will help them up their game.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I think there's I think there's a a need to um to rethink how we identify and hire people in in a in a much more transformational way than we have historically done, and I'll t- I'll tell you why I believe that. Um, there's some interesting phenomena going on in the world of work. Uh, you know, I, I was surprised to learn that in the gig economy, right? This is people who have decided either to supplement their sort of day job or leave their day job and do things like uh, drive a car or have people in their home or cook meals, um, do a whole series of you know those activities that uh, they can choose to do and make some income on. In fact, they can. Despite the fact there's there's no benefits that they can actually bring in quite a lot of income, that the the American participation on that has been 90 million Americans, you know, just uh, about a quarter, a little less than a quarter of our entire um, uh, country. Um, so we we have people thinking differently about how they're going to spend their time and 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 uh, uh, earn earn uh, income. Um, the the other statistic about our environment. And, and this may is equally as interesting, I guess, as we think about the future, is how many people now are uh, just b- beyond the gig economy, uh, where they're providing services themselves. They provide their skills to organizations on a freelance basis, and and the numbers now are 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 getting close to um, about fifty million people, which is a third of our workforce. Um, uh, so. So that, and then combined with shorter tenures, you have a very different workplace. Um, I guess the last point that's just kind of setting the table a little bit for your question is you know uh, it's becoming clear that in America we don't necessarily have um, a a a problem with openings. We have a problem with finding people who have the right skills. Um, So we have these sort of like I would call them. Think about them as three or four you know major. Uh, um trends that are that are occurring that we need to all of us as employers and and uh, people who who uh work in in traditional organizations need to respond to in, in in not just incremental ways but radical ways um so you know as you think about how do you uh, acquire uh, talents in the marketplace you can't do it necessarily in in, in that old way so um you know uh, back to your question um i i i would be looking to partner with uh, our H- hr organization to, uh, to rethink how how we post positions, how we find people, how we bring them in and retain them um, in ways that we haven't had to think about before and and use some of the new contemporary tools um to to, to do that um you know the the old sort of a uh, method of a person going to a job description, filling in the credentials, hitting submit, you know, waiting for a response, you know coming to a panel. You know, maybe that isn't the way anymore. and And we have to uh, create um, a, uh, uh, a new models for recruitment and and uh, uh, and say and and really appreciate that the people that come to work for us may only be there for a short amount of time. Um, and, and so knowing that how might we work with them and what kind of services might we provide to them um, during the time that they spend with our organization. So I think CORE would be uh, uh, really uh, em- embracing the change in radical ways more than we're doing today, I think, would be my kind of primary objective here working with HR.
1: Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And Amy, uh, you got quite an interesting uh, fodder for the response to this question where if there is a change in the workforce, now we are no longer in a widget economy. We are where people want to do multiple things at any given time at work or outside of work. And there are different uh, approaches to how they want to build a career, not necessarily at one company. With all of that coming into the mix, what's your strategy? What are you thinking you will do new, more or different? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back.
0: Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global .com You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So,
1: Amy, you heard uh Jonathan's uh response to the question I asked and he also added a number of he kind of threw a b- bunch of curveballs where he said um, we have challenges with us not thinking the same way. Our, our workforce doesn't want to work the same way. They don't want to work for the length what we expected earlier. So everything is kind of fundamentally shifting. What's your plan?
2: You're correct. Um, that could be construed as a curveball question just because it is probably the biggest question for any workforce today. Um, it's incredibly challenging to see this changing workforce ahead with a group of, of young people that are becoming working age that are going to basically be the majority of our working population in no time. Um, so I agree that it's a really important uh, issue for us as organizations to contend with. Um, my, my solution would be um, threefold. First, I think that and on the recruitment end, it's really important for us, whether it's HR with IT or HR with any part of an organization, to be a partner when it comes to the recruitment process. We've found in our organization that where we really get creative is when we're working together to kind of look at what are the different types of people that might be able to fulfill a need the organization has. You know, what are the different types of backgrounds and experiences that we might be able to transfer to effectively do a new position or role? Um, The second thing is that we need to look at flexibility in our workplaces, and this is extremely challenging. The bigger the organization, I think the tougher it is to change what you're used to or what uh, is the norm in the organization, And so for an organization of our size, you know, this is something we're really thinking about because how do you you embed that? Um, Everything from what um, was described around the gig economy and people wanting to do multiple jobs and multiple things, um, there's a lot of truth to that, you know, and it provides people the flexibility in life. It gives them maybe a little extra excitement um, meeting new people, doing new things, Um, or meeting financial needs. Um, So, you know, the third thing is I think what we need to do as organizations is whether it's, again, IT or any other part of a business is think about how we meet people where they are. Um, There's a lot of people out there of any age, any background, that, yes, they may want a short Assignment. They may only want to be with a company for a couple of years. They may prefer small to large. But bottom line is how do we understand those people and what their needs and interests are and help to look at your own organization and to flex to those needs to create the right experience where you can leverage their strengths to do something really important within your organization. And that starts, I think, to change the picture for people. Um, It might even make them want to stay longer than uh, they normally would.
1: Amy, I had um, a listener tweet directly to me while listening to it, and they had an interesting question. That if we talk about business and HR partnership, and you really start showing to the people within the organization that you're partnering with business, There has been a sentiment about us versus the business, which is the workforce versus the business. So if you show that you have an affinity towards the business, that means HR becomes against them or a perception of HR becoming against them versus being a neutral third party. Is that a risk?
2: I don't know if I totally understand the question, but that might be because of where I come from. No, so when you say
1: done. the business aligns with HR or HR aligns with business, that means you are doing what the business wants you to do. And in that process, they may say, okay, we have to let go of a certain number of people or we have to groom a certain skill set versus not use the other skill sets. And a, and a performance of an individual is more when they work the most versus having a work-life balance as a, an individual worker. So when you become more aligned to a corporation could you could you see that being perceived as you're going against the very people who are trying to serve
2: i don't think so. I think h r and the business can come to the right answer together on these types of issues i i don't see this as an us and them type of issue in, in my organization i I see my h r team as part of the business and um, So, in the right situation, a progressive HR organization, that's where they're going to come from.
1: Jonathan, when you look at the information that's available to HR, because I'm sure you're running your systems and you've seen other organizations offering HR the necessary tools and technology and, of course, process improvement, where do you think they may be running or they may have the, the, the risk of running uh, blind or or at least not having a complete vision of what's happening at a business level for them to be able to make an informed decision and refine their strategy?
3: Well, part of it is going to remain analog. You know, as Amy said, uh, it, the HR organization just has to be in the meetings and has to be working with, um, you know, management and all levels of the organization. So we, we I, I just encourage organizations to... To do more of that you know that's not it doesn't always have to be just about tech. Um, I think though on the tech side, um, you know, I, I think every HR leader would probably argue they don't have sufficient insight into um, the the, um, the the business data and the marketplace data that they would like. Um, part of that is many organizations particularly big ones deal with they have these kind of ugly legacy HRIS systems. Um, you know they 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 weren't built beautiful fifteen years ago, and they and they still exist. Um, so you know, in many cases, we're still dealing with some older older tech. I mean, you look at I'm really impressed with some of the new HR tools that are starting to emerge. Uh, I look at something like Cruncher, you know, and and uh, you know C R U N C H R, and uh, you know it, it, it uses it it adopts and and um, um accounts for some of the contemporary ways we're thinking about looking at data both visualization but also predictive analytics so uh an hr organization can begin to use the insight they've gained through interviews you know and marketplace data to input into a system and then look at things like um uh, supply and demand of uh, talent uh, succession planning um so i think uh, you know the, the the enlightened sort of the organizations that want to embrace some of the new tools should be looking at some of this some of the available uh, for the first time some of the available analytics uh, that 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 have emerged um, you know another area that uh, probably HR would argue they don 't have good visibility to, and where it can help is um, in in the understanding the channels of communication. Uh, between an organization and, uh, and, and and the social media world, um, everything from um, using those channels to, to acquire talent or to, uh, to to source people and to engage with people, um, but also understanding sentiment you know uh, a, a space that we haven 't seen um, yet be fully embraced by organizations is sentiment analysis where um, the feeling that prospective employees have for your organization can be determined, and, and as a result, HR then can feed that, you know, working with marketing and others, feed that to executive leadership to um, position the organization to be more attractive uh, to, to those employees who perhaps have a, have a poor perception of, of that organization as an employer. Um, so, so there are some uh, contemporary tools, Uh, and visibility that uh, HR needs, uh, that IT can help with, that is going to um, uh, uh, really contribute towards uh, a better experience.
1: So um, what we could do is to take a quick break right now. And, uh, Amy, if you were to have your way and if you had to – fundamentally rethink your HR, of course, in terms of mindset and partnering is one thing, but what information you should be having or you should, we should make it available to you as an HR department and or what all meetings you would like to sit in so that you see firsthand the performance versus something being told to you secondhand by the manager who may have his own or her own uh, reasons to tell you what they are talking about. What all would you change in HR for you to do your job and become that next level of HR, which is truly aligned with all parties? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back.
0: Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. you are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome
1: back. Imagine Amy
0: going to a war
1: with fewer uh ammunitions than what you need and one hand tied behind your back. That's not really gonna help you. So if you had your way in running HR, transforming HR, what would you like to put as your wish list and demands so that you are able to do your job that's been tasked?
2: Well, this is an exciting time for me to have my way, so thank you for that. Uh, What I would do is two things. First of all, I would ask for the best workforce analytics solution I could get, and that would provide me predictive analytics, deep insights into my talent, uh, identify the linkages of workforce analytics to the business analytics. And from that, I'd be able to really pull out important data that the business needs in order to drive their goals. Um, coupled with that, my team, and, and I think that's where where we are today in my organization, has HR people that are embedded in the business, and I said that before, but what I mean by that is that they're seeing, as things happen, what the business issues are. So, they're in meetings about strategy. They're in meetings about budget and plans for the next three to five years. They are involved in some of the operations, decisions, and issues that are potentially barriers and or will help to uh, elevate some of the strategies and goals that need to be moved in a business organization. So, you know, by coupling the right data and tools with being a part of business and really seeing and maybe sometimes bringing ahead of the business, bringing forth what the issues are that they're seeing, um, I think that's really where we need to be, and that would be if I could have my way the way I would have it.
1: So, Jonathan, uh, Amy, of course, laid out her wish list. And when we talk about the absolute best analytics tool, to uh, and, and I'll, I'll come to you, Jonathan, about this. So what do you think is the best for them? Does HR, first of all, is able to articulate are they in a position to understand what they need? Or we are supposed to go and coach them on that?
3: <laughs> well, uh, Let's just say, in in the sort of 21st century workforce, everything should be a collaboration. You know, there's, you know, it, it's uh, it's give and take, it's it's partnering, it's finding solutions together. Uh, no one individual or team has has the answer today. Everything is just too complex for that. So, you know, in in a good healthy collaboration between two departments, two groups, uh, you know, they'll get in a room where they'll have a series of Activities that that will get to the best answer. Um, that said, you know, I, I I would look to you know HR leadership to articulate a, a vision and a set of business needs, and uh, and then as a as a provider organization here in the IT organization, look to see how we could uh, m- meet those needs and, and look out to the marketplace for for contemporary solutions. Um, I don't know that I would necessarily list you know a, the best. Uh, the tech today, I think um, I'm pleased with um, some of the uh, uh, emerging uh, solutions that we we just simply have not had in the past. Uh, part of that has been enabled by big data. You know, the the ability to um, to study uh, unstructured data in large volumes, glean. Um, like Meaning and, and identify patterns in the data. Uh, you know, we're getting good at that, and, and this is changing organizations. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of tools, a lot of innovation uh, in, in that space. Um, some of the sort of small to medium sized solutions, you know, that they uh, that are now becoming providers to, to um, HR organizations uh, are trying to be sort of uh, the the fold the fold suite. Of solutions, everything from recruitment to benefits, uh, and then they'll have their analytics reporting piece. And uh, you know, if you're looking in that area, an interesting organization that is doing neat things and influencing others is Zenefits. You know, um, despite a bit of a bumpy ride of the last few weeks, uh, which uh, which we'll see how it all transpires. Uh, you know, a company like Zenefits.com, they uh, I think they're creating uh, sort of uh, a potentially a new model for how we think about the full suite of services for HR, including, um, as you asked in your question, Sanjoy, like the the analytics piece, um, which inherently gets baked into um, all the different functions as a as a as a, as a part of its architecture. Um, so uh, that that I would say is probably more of the emerging trend on the so small to medium sized you know if we get to the enterprise the large organization um, you know I think you we we need to think about uh, business intelligence and some of the leaders in the business intelligence space um, yeah and and uh, and there's there's a range of those um, but I, I you know to Amy's point and to your question. Um, you know, we, we we're able to unlock insights today that we couldn't before. And the only question really for HR leadership is, you know, are you doing it? And, you know, if you're not, when are you going to do it? So,
1: Amy, you have a chance to respond here.
2: Great. Thank you. Um, actually, we are, you know. And, and while I mentioned that I'd, I'd love to have the um, most advanced analytics, I, it's interesting, and this speaks to a lot of what we talked about earlier when you hire the right talent, results come. And in our case, you know, we hired someone who had an engineering and a strong background in statistics and analytics and he's built something for us uh, in a very short time period that's giving us incredible insights and the opportunity to bring Important insights into the workforce to our business partners, both within the, you know, the healthcare part of the business where healthcare is delivered, and also to our business functions. We're a little early on in that process, but um, it's absolutely where we need to be. It's where my organization is now, and we're already reaping the benefits. It's it's a really positive thing, both for the business and for HR to be able to really deliver what, in their hearts, they really want to.
1: Now, uh, with what you just said, do you think what you have is enough at today? Like, if, suppose I were to make you as a representative of the HR community and say, okay, if I gave you the right HR tools and you had blessings of the business, do you think you have everything that you needed, and if yes, when are the results going to show up, and what would they look like so that we say, "Okay, we have really transformed h r What would that look like
2: i The first thing I would say is you know I think we've we're never going to arrive. you know I think that every business function and h r at the top of the heap uh you know we need to continually evolve I think that what you're seeing today with HR is a full understanding that we've many of us got behind you know and we really needed to step into a leadership role in the organization because the workforce literally enables everything that needs to be done within an organization and you know so with that in mind i think we've we've really shifted and repositioned ourselves and those that haven't already. I think most are in the process of doing so. So again, I I don't think you ever arrive. I think you take some great tools, great insights, and you continue to build to constantly look at how you evolve because frankly, the business is just changing so quickly that we have to.
1: And so, Jonathan, if you were to say um, you're going to help become a partner to HR and one is not just only when you need to or when they ask you, you go and help them and the collaboration has to be ongoing, to what degree would you elevate this collaboration? Would you say, okay, come sit in my meeting so when I'm doing my performance appraisals, I'm not basically um, telling you what I think and it's not limited to a manager's relationship with that candidate? What other places would you actually take the collaboration to the next level?
3: Yeah, there's, there's different ways to think about that question. Um, <clears throat> I might ask why we're doing performance reviews. <laughs> I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is worthy of discussing. Um, you know, we, we, we should be challenging whether performance reviews work and um, whether there isn't a, a better way to provide people with uh, continuing. Uh, feedback and the and the feedback they need for their career um, you know I, I think i think we 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 can do a better job of bringing um our um, h r colleagues into appropriate meetings um into our you know town halls and all hands meetings um, they um, you know as as the i t organization sort of uh, looks out at the marketplace. Um, and and sees trends um, you know it, it's not just about tech but about behavior um, we, we ought to be bringing those to our um, to all our colleagues um, and I guess um, in a reciprocal basis they can they can bring it back um, to to IT which they will through through business needs um, I think a, an interesting example of this specific example is the uh, the reconciling the efforts of an IT leader and a a marketing leader today, um, they they seem like such different worlds, and yet there now is sort of this intersection, because if you think about the role of social media and the the, the broad range of social media tools we had today, they typically started with IT people, and the IT people brought it to the organization, and then, of course, we subsequently realized... The enormous marketing value these have, and they were then adopted by marketing, and they have, you know, they have strong technical uh, competency needs. Now, all of a sudden, you have this uh, interesting collaboration going on between IT and, and marketing. Um, in some ways, I think we might see similar uh, partnerships between IT leadership and HR leadership in the way in which we um, analyze data to make business decisions. Um, and 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 these analytics tools we've been talking about—they're not easy, right? They they need sometimes very specific um, uh, skills, like uh, to, to to build reports and and uh, and to script uh, queries. Um, uh, and so uh, there's there's a necessary uh, collaboration. I think that that will that we'll see more of. Um, the last point I might make on this is. Uh, we're seeing sort of interesting demands across the marketplace, but IT here in Silicon Valley is particularly uh, difficult in that, uh, you know, we're hearing it loud and clear from prospective employees, um, you know, w- why they're making choices and, and what they're looking for. Um, and, and that's a, a very important voice that I think um, uh, tech companies are hearing and IT people are hearing that we can provide to the broader HR community. Um, uh, Amy earlier on talked about the fact that millennials will become the majority of the workforce. You know, between twenty twenty and twenty twenty five, this group of this huge um, cohort group has very different expectations about the career. Um, and of that group, the people who will go into a technical role uh, have particular um, uh, needs. Um, so, you know, getting right back to the core of the question, the the need to collaborate uh, between departments, and particularly between IT and HR, has never been greater. I, I mean, I, I hope I made a strong case for that.
1: Let's take a quick break, listeners. And when we come back, um, Amy, if you were to fundamentally rethink HR, so if you're saying we are going to transform, it, 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 it I hope it is not going to be a better mousetrap, right? It's your community, HR community, is looking at not the same way the way um, a performance review was done, or the way people were supposed to behave in a meeting, and or with the customers. So, so those ground rules that were created are fundamentally being disrupted, or um, there is no there is no rule per se. I mean, not not uh, totally, but there are different ways to look at how you engage with the business and internally. So, if if the new age that we are looking ahead, and you want to transform, are you thinking rethink? What is possible or are you thinking, rethink what we have been doing and just build a better mousetrap? Where are you drawing the line and to what degree are you fundamentally disrupting your own HR department for the transformation as an endgame? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back.
0: Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global com. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sun Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, Amy, as you're holding the baton
1: for HR transformation, is the intention of building a better mousetrap or fundamentally disrupt?
2: I, I would go with fundamentally disrupt, with one caveat that there's certain things that uh, will remain true that you still need to have within an organization. I'll, I'll speak to to both sides of that equation. Um, I, I think we do need to look at how we change, how we manage in an organization, and you know, frankly, it's going to start with a paradigm shift from supervision to leadership really helping an organization, doesn't matter what the organization delivers, whether it's a product or service, really start to relook at leadership and what that means. You know, and the, the example came up earlier in the show about performance reviews. And, you know, is a performance review something you do once a year and you look back and, you know, that there's there's really no plan moving forward and you just look forward to the next year? Or is it something that happens Every day, every week, where people are getting feedback and insight into performance and um, some of the things that uh, might be opportunities, things that they're doing well, that they learn to continue to do well, um, you know, and that's disruptive. You know, some organizations are starting to throw away their performance reviews, as an example, and, and truly going with that that ongoing feedback loop. And any of us who are working in an organization know that continuous feedback helps to make us better. So we do need to look at some of these more disruptive changes that are happening out there and consider how do we make those things happen. And frankly, that means, again, going back to leadership, it's a change in how you lead. It, it really changes how you handle your day as a leader. Um, and going back to some of the things that need to stay that I think continue to be important. Um, Let's take leadership development or learning. It's really important to continue to have great systems in place to develop people within an organization, whether it's a millennial that might decide to stay for a shorter period of time or it's someone who has stood the test of time but continues to want to develop in an organization. Um, I, I think it's important that continues, but again, there's some disruption that needs to occur. People are looking for and respond better often to learning in short bursts, just in time versus just in case. Uh, tech-enabled learning is something that IT can help support and think about for the IT HR team to deliver, where you leverage an app so people can learn as they're on the go. Um, and then really shifting a mindset from bricks-and-mortar type of learning to more experiential or action learning on the job. So these are just a couple examples of disruptions that I believe need to occur. It's something that in my organization we're really thinking deeply about in our HR team, and we know we're going to need to change.
1: So one is to stand on the sidelines, give uh, instructions as a coach, and see how the players play. Another is to embed yourself in the game. So to what degree do you think, Amy, HR is willing to embed themselves in the game? And we really in the front line working hand-in-hand with people as it's like uh, in terms of sitting in the meetings and or uh, when you're saying, okay, let's develop an app, actually become the people who give the requirements and work together with the the people who are supposed to be the ones learning, help develop the requirement versus saying, okay, this is a wish list, go ahead and do it and let's see what happens. How much of an effort are you willing to put in?
2: Oh, I I think we need to put in 95% of the effort Um, You know, I've been a part of this organization for a long time, and I've seen lots of different changes. And one of the things that's first and foremost in my mind for HR is that we need to be clear on what we need, and we need to partner to get there, and we need to research, we need to think through it, we need to understand it. And um, that's not just what HR wants. That's understanding what the business needs as well, and then representing that as we partner with IT.
1: So, Jonathan, if I were to come back to you and say, okay, Amy's asking. She's part of your organization. She's saying that she's ready to jump head over heels into making this happen. What do you think you would want to do before that relationship starts at a level where they're embedded? W- what preparation should be there?
0: Hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, so... Um so you're talking about perhaps uh, sort of an HR analyst being part of the, the IT organization and I don't think you're uh so suggesting uh HR part of IT, right?
1: So so Amy says that she's willing to have people get embedded at whatever capacity. To what degree do you think you would allow that? And second is, what would you welcome in terms of collaboration? So we can always say, oh, HR never worked, so so it is never going to work, et cetera. But now HR is saying, yes, we are willing to give our 95%. We are willing to take on the analytics. And we are ready to use the actionable intelligence provided and put that into execution. And now IT, come step up. Work with us hand in hand. What's going to be your response? What are you going to? Uh, in what other ways would you going to step up as well?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that that's the the best case you've described there. That's that's exactly what everybody wants on, on both sides, right? Um, HR wants a, um, a high quality, responsive IT organization, and IT wants customers. You know what they want and and uh, can help um, articulate needs and and document those needs. So you're you're kind of describing. And very, much, um, very much a utopic the, state yes <laughs> the, <laughs> exactly um, so what, the, what,
1: what would prevent us from making this happen so now I'm seeing Amy sitting on this side saying I'm ready to do it are you thinking uh, Jonathan that uh, you know, IT is not ready to embrace that or that's too much of a shock for them that they actually are getting a business stakeholder who's ready to come all this far or, or, or it, you're just waiting for that to happen
3: no I, I it, look every organization is very different you know, the, There has been a traditional role of IT which has been sort of more back office um, you know just a sort of service provider that you know you throw a, a need over the wall and hope that it IT responds um, and what we 've seen in, in the more successful enlightened organizations is um, uh, technology is seen as a, a strategic enabler and a partner. Um, and there, by the way, there's big differences in the performance of those organizations when that actually is the case. Um, you know, with every organization today being a, a technology organization in some form, uh, one would hope we'd see see a lot more of that. So I think there's a little bit of tradition. We have to shift from the, the sort of back office model to being partners at the table. Um, and then we need to create uh, organizations that, that have that in place but are still struggling, you need a platform to uh, – to enable it, and, and, and what I mean by the platform is, um, I've seen a lot of success with IT governance, um, a, a structure by which um, requests are made and and, uh, and then fulfilled, and an accountability baked into it. Um, and and what you're describing is, um, you know, a uh, high performance IT governance between um, HR and, and IT, where. Um, the the needs of HR are really uh, well understood. Um, there's a roadmap. There's a partnership on how to achieve that roadmap over a course of months and years. Um, and so, uh, I, I think you need to take both of those. Um, uh, you need to so, so to summarize the you've, you've got to have um, IT at the same level as other um, uh, uh, units within the organization. Talking at a, at a strategic level about business objectives and organizational objectives, you have to have a platform for the exchange of knowledge and the agreement on what will be delivered. And I would suggest IT governance, a governance review board for that. Um, and and finally, I think the most enlightened, which is what you really were talking about, is um, to what degree can we uh, not only embed, you know, uh, uh, get H <coughs> get have HR take on more technical skills, which invariably they will because just the way things are happening in organizations, but to what degree can we embed IT then within, within HR? You know, should we um, have, um, for example, dotted line responsibilities um, for, a, for an analyst between reporting to an HR manager and, and an IT manager? Um, so you know, I, I think the answer there is what makes sense for your organization, what culturally is acceptable, and what, what will actually succeed? So, those are some characteristics I would I would look for.
1: One final question for you, Amy. Uh, if you were to look at uh, making this transformation happen and and get it done uh, in a in a predictable fashion and also sustain it, what do you think should be the changes in mindset, capabilities, and and the sponsorship that you need for you to make this happen?
2: Well, I, I think first of all, Jonathan. Uh, made a few comments that made me think about HR's role in this change process. Uh, We really need to be experts in our field. We need to be really strong listeners, inquisitive about the business. And then as we partner, we need to be flexible, relevant, and really provide practical solutions to business issues. I think at that point IT or any other business will have no question in wanting us to be at the table and be a part of business strategy and planning. And I think that's where the partnerships will begin when we let go of the old HR of the past and we fully transition to that strategic partnership that the business needs.
1: On behalf of the show and our listeners, I'd really like to thank you both, uh, Amy and Jonathan, for sharing your thoughts on how HR can actually fundamentally rethink what it stands for and also transform so that everyone in the organization benefits and how IT can partner with this transformation. Thank you so much again.
2: It was a pleasure. Thank you for inviting us.
3: Thank you, too.
1: Thank you so much again. Uh, Listeners, uh, hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and join our LinkedIn discussion group. We have good news for you coming shortly. Thank you again for listening. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host.
0: Till next week, take care and God bless.